entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It is episode 423. Uh, I don't know if we'll get anything, but I doubt it. Probably not. And Jeff had, was busy with work, and Theodore um, was also busy with something. Mm. He's getting busy. Anyway, um, speaking of being busy, like, yep. you were really busy over the weekend. So busy. But before I get into being busy for the weekend, uh, do we have any feedback? I didn't even look because I was looking forward to hearing you know, the stories that happened to you. Check um, all right, I'm checking for feedback. We we also got coffee as well, but just to give a little more of a tease, a few weeks ago Layton had a story he didn't we didn't have time to share. He's going to tell us that story, and then over the weekend he was gone in Ohio, sharing uh, at a church about some CRT critical race theory um, sermons that he has prepared uh, in the past. Or that's not 100 percent true, but it's kind of it's that's just like a generalization of it. Uh, so as far as feedback, let's let's look here. Got to log into the old Facebook. Business suite. Yeah. It's a sweet thing. <sighs> you know, for a little bit, I wasn't sure if we were even going to have a podcast today because everyone was canceling. I know. And then, but then you came through clutch. One, one guy. Oh, yeah, I see one. Okay. Ah. Uh, oh wait, was this? Hmm. We do have some feedback. Charity Graber has something. Yeah. Uh, do wait? Do we ever respond to the first one that she sent back in September? No. All right. And do you remember what that's about? Uh, so uh, back in September, a few yeah, a few episodes ago, I was talking about how some people eat like partially developed eggs, like while they're still in the tract in the chicken. They do. Yeah. Okay. You must not have been here for that one. I I wasn't. So yeah, when people are butchering chickens, it's like a specialty that some people really like. Like when they're butchering chickens, when they happen yeah. to find yeah. A partially developed egg. And I realized I had never thought, what does, what is the process of an egg turning, becoming an egg? Because obviously it doesn't just, mm. it doesn't just like poof, just like come into like a hard shelled existence. Right. It has to like develop, develop. slowly over, t- over, well, not even over that much time. Because usually chickens lay eggs one a day. Or like it's not, that's not uncommon to have one chick, one egg a day chicken. Mm-hmm. So when people are butchering chickens that do lay eggs, they eat this, these partially developed eggs. Anyway, so Charity Graber said, I'm sorry that you've never eaten the baby eggs, in quotes, from laying hens. My family also loves the egg track. That's what it's called, the egg track. You clean it and boil it in salt water with the eggs. We seldom get enough. So I want to try it for sure. And then I did ask if it's possible to buy in the store. 
And then she followed up just as last week and said, I don't know that it is. Find someone who butchers their old hens and beg for some. So normally when you butcher chickens, they aren't egg-laying hens. They are chickens that haven't gotten that old yet. They're called broilers. Broilers? Something like that. Does that sound right? A broiler hen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're, like, not good for anything else. Except to eat? Yeah. Well, I'd say that's still pretty I mean, high value. Oh, for sure. You know, you're you're getting yourself, what, one chicken's probably worth a, a, an, an unplucked chicken is probably worth $3. I think more than, uh, yeah. You think they're worth sure. more than that? Sure. I, I it's just said. because cause there's effort in having to pluck it. Yeah. And... I'm not quite finished reading Charity's comment. Oh, okay, she said, right. uh, a hen that is still laying can have quite a few eggs from pea-sized to ready to lay. Most are just the yolk. And she said if she lived close by, she'd share them the next time. Oh. So this is something we've we got. We thank you for the thought, Charity. Yeah. Thank you for the offer. <clears throat> this is something we need to take advantage of. We need to find out uh, if there's anyone local that we could eat some egg-laying hen chickens track, mm-hmm. egg track. Egg track. Uh, okay, I think that was the last of our Egg track, extract. Yeah, that's all I could find. Okay. Thanks for the feedback, Charity. Uh, so, first of all, something that happened several weeks ago, my wife and I, we've gotten into a routine of most evenings we go on a bike ride. Because I need to get some exercise. It also helps kind of wear out our boys. Even though they're not biking, they're riding, and wind's blowing in their face, and it, it tires them out too, kind of. It gets, gets fresh air into their lungs as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go on bike rides pretty regularly. And the one evening where we bike, we probably bike about a mile, maybe a mile and a half. So it's not nothing extreme. But on the way back home, I there was an oncoming motorcycle. And as the motorcycle was going past, I did a motion that he was not expecting. But he reciprocated. The motorcycle driver? Yeah, yeah. I did the <clears throat> thing where, where they put – now, mind you, I'm in this – riding on this $100 Walmart bike. They were the cheapest bikes that we could find. They have lasted several years, but they're pretty sad looking. And yeah, it's not like I'm on like a, a what are the what what are some of those cool bike brands like like special specialized? Is that a brand? I think so. Oh, I never heard a, of it. A special bike. Like Trek is a popular brand. There you go. But this was nothing like that. This was a cheapo, cheapo bike, and here comes this little city slicker on his cheap little bike, and he's giving the biker sign. The, Which, the I don't even sign. know if people – do people know what that is? Well, I mean, if you would look up uh, – would you call it like a biker wave? Yeah. A biker wave? It's where you do the peace symbol, but you kind of point your fingers down at the ground as you pass another motorcyclist. And do you know why that is? No, I don't, actually. Because yeah. if you raise your hand up, it tends to catch a lot more wind. And, and it, it throws you off. It, it could throw you, or it does kind of throw you if you just raise your hand. 
Okay. If I mean, fast. I was going fast enough on my bike that I, I too, did not want the wind to throw me off of my bike. So it's probably good that I waved him, waved at him, in this fashion. And the look that came over his face was <laughs> priceless. It was it was perfect. It was perfect. So ex- describe it as he's you know driving towards me, like maybe a second and a half before he passed. That's when I did it. So it was it was soon enough that he could recognize it, and soon enough that he would be able to respond. But so I, I do I do the I do the wave and he immediately almost like it's ingrained in him like he does it automatically. Mm-hmm. He too does the motion, but as he's doing the motion, his hand is going down, his face contorts <laughs> and like he gets like a very confused <laughs> look. Like even he doesn't understand what he's doing. Like, he's doing this thing, but he's not sure why. His mind and his body are disconnected. For sure. His body's acting on its own. Yeah. He's confused about why his hand is going down and and doing this this wave that he's done so often. But by the time he was able to process what was going on, he was already past me. So you didn't. He didn't try to recover. Like act like he was like going back to like adjust his something yeah, like like, like, like a strap. Something. It, no, he didn't have time to do that. It was perfectly timed. Hmm. And you might say, like, man, Leighton, you're so stupid. You know, you're well, riding on your bike and doing this dumb little wave. But he was he was dumb enough to do it. Well, I'm surprised. To do it back, Leighton. Well, what do you think that symbol is for? It's just to greet someone else. Like, hey, we're p- kind of part of a club. Yeah. Kind of kind of like a Jeep. Jeeps, they often honk at each other, right? I heard they lay rubber ducks on their dashboards. But obviously you can't do that while you're passing each other. Jeeps? Wait, okay, so would it be weird if I would put a rubber duck on my Chevy Malibu? You don't put it on your own. You put it on someone else's. I know. It didn't make sense to me. My, my brother's On were, their dashboard? Well, on top of the windshield, I guess. My brothers were trying to explain it to me, and it just didn't make sense. I don't, I don't understand either. Is it like saying, like, hey, I, see, I, I saw your Jeep, and I like it, or, hey, I own a Jeep too, so I'm going to give this to you? Maybe. But either way, um, I'm surprised you even know about this motorcycle wave, this biker wave. I, how, how did you become aware? Hey, did you see it? In- I, I've ridden on some motorcycles. Not driven, but ridden. Okay. And I, I see them saluting each other. Okay. As they, they go past one another. Now you have me curious. I have to go on the internet and look up Jeep. Jeep rubber duck. Jeep rubber duck. Um, immediately Amazon comes up. Duck and wave. Look at why Jeep owners put ducks on other Jeeps. Lancaster Online. Let's not read it right now. So our other our listeners can read it for themselves. Excellent. Well, we're not going to go into that then. All right. <clears throat> well, congratulations. Was that? Is there something like? Do you want to up the ante? Like, what? What's the next thing? Something with a with a a semi. Do you like? 
take an air horn. Um, do they? I don't know. Honk back. Well, they talking the the, the CBs, so you can maybe take a CB with you. That's true. You could pretend you're a semi in your car. I feel like the equivalent would be like I'm driving around my Ford Flex, and then I put a rubber duck on my own windshield. Well, now we're back to the Jeep thing, though. Yeah, I know. But but what I'm saying is, like, it has to be something preposterous, something that's similar that people do to each other or, like. <sighs> what are some ideas from our listeners? How can Leighton up the ante? Yeah. He just completed his first quest, getting a biker wave. What's next? Surely there's something out there, like, yeah, something similar to that. We'll let the listeners help us out. Mm-hmm. All right, Layton. Are you ready to move on to story number two? Oh, you know it. All right, go ahead. All right, so uh, this past weekend, I had a speaking engagement out in Ohio. And we were going to leave Saturday morning. We didn't need to be out there super early. It, it was about a five-hour drive, I think. And we were going to... We we wanted to get there mid-afternoon around 3 o'clock, so we wanted to leave around 10. And so we decided if we're going to leave that late, we should eat breakfast at home, and then, and then we'll leave. So around 8.30, I'm ready to start loading stuff, our luggage, into the car. And then after we load the luggage, then we're going to eat. We'll, we'll eat breakfast. But I, I have my traveling clothes on. And I'm about to start taking stuff out to the car. And as I go out into the mudroom or like through our living room into the mudroom to get out to the garage, I hear some running water. Hmm. And this, I'm, I'm very puzzled by this. Hmm. And so I just stop what I'm doing. I go down into our Michigan basement and there is water just spraying everywhere. Spraying? Spraying. Can you even tell from what? Yeah, I can tell from what. There's like a little... Like a geyser? There's a relief valve, like an air relief valve. Normally, these relief valves, I think, are supposed to go all the way up through your house, up into the roof to get... It's supposed to make so that as water is like gravity flowing down into your sewer, if there's no relief, it can create like a vacuum. Okay, yeah. And so, and often that relief is goes all the way up through your house or maybe to the outside or something. It's not normally just down in the basement. This is like a little stubby with a little little air cap okay. on top. There's water shooting out of there, and I'm not sure why, but it's spraying it's like it's very close to the to the ceiling of the basement. And so it's just spraying up onto our floorboards. And so I immediately just stop. I, I know this is going to get messy. So I go and upstairs. Is water to is water on the floor? Like is there like two inches of water on the floor? I mean, not two inches of water. It's more just like spraying out and then running into the sump pump pit. Okay, but it's not like so much water that it's up and out of the sump okay. pump pit. It's the sump pump pit is only like half full. It's not bad at all. So I go back upstairs and immediately get on, like, my work clothes. 
that I normally like do gardening or whatever, landscaping, whatever I would some old clothes on because I know this is going to, this is going to get messy. Go back downstairs. And as I'm going, as I'm going back down to the basement, I notice that on the first floor, we have one bathroom on our, on our first floor. And I see that there's water like sitting at the base mm-hmm. of the toilet on the floors. Oh, this is bad. So I go down to the basement, water spraying everywhere. I'm not sure where this water is coming from. So I start like there's a couple of shutoff valves around. And so I just start shutting stuff off like from like the water softener. I thought maybe the, I know that our water softener does like an automatic rinse like mm-hmm. maybe once a month or something. I don't even know how often it goes. So I tried turning that off. I turn off one of the water lines. I turn off a water line that's going out to my shop. Like nothing's doing anything. So I'm just really, really confused. While I'm doing that, my wife then comes downstairs, out down into the basement, and she's like kind of stands up at the top of the stairs and just kind of looking down in to see what's going on. And she's like, where is this coming from? I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not sure. But something I notice is that there is a bag. There's there's a a bag of water softener salt. It was empty, but I had left it. I had I had dumped salt out of the bag, and then I just I had left the bag down there on like a shelf. It was trash, but I left it on a shelf. Apparently, the water was enough to like kind of like the opening was kind of towards the water, and so the water was able to get into the bag, and then that eventually f- made it fall off of the shelf, okay. and it flowed down into the pit. I thought, oh well, maybe this bag is causing a blockage or something okay. in in the sump pump pit. Okay. So I'm reaching down into the sump pump pit to grab this bag. And I, I sort of, I'm using <clears throat> the sump pump pipe <laughs> to stabilize myself as I'm leaning down. And like at about head height, there's a, a coupling that connects the sump pump pipe to the re- to where it's supposed to be pumping out into the sewer. Okay? okay. And at head height, you're saying as you're leaning into the hole. Yeah. Okay. As I'm leaning down and grabbing this bag, I like had just gotten a hold of it and I was pulling it up and as I'm pulling it up, the pipe comes off of the coupling. And lo and behold, that's what was causing the spraying everywhere. It was the sump pump was was spraying was was pumping water out of the pit, and then it was going over to this relief valve and then spraying out of the relief valve. And so it was just a perpetual. It was it was repumping the same water it had just pumped out. Oh, and it was just like an endless fountain of youth. Yeah. Well, when I leaned on this thing and it came off thankfully the water stopped coming out of the relief valve but now it was coming straight out of this pipe that was at about head height and just spraying (laughs) straight up and it starts spraying towards me first and it like it didn't go right into my face i think it kind of got into my hair maybe so how much pressure are we talking? We're talking like a geyser. Like it was like solid. Like this is an inch and a half pipe and it was just like full. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like 
intense. It was spraying everywhere. And at first it was kind of spraying towards me, but there was like stuff behind, there was like boxes and storage bins and totes and things behind me. And so I don't want that. So I point it the other way, which I didn't realize this until now, but my wife reminded me what all happened. She's standing at the top of the stairs, which Thankfully. is on the other side of me. Okay. Oh, and so oh no. I point the geyser at her ter- towards her. She she got good and wet too. And what this water this was a mixture. I don't think it had been like going all night. I think it had been going since we had showered that morning to get ready. And I'm pretty sure that this so this was a mixture of uh, shower water, maybe some, I don't think we had done any dishes, but we definitely used the toilet, and it's all kind of going into the same thing. So it was a mixture of a number of different things, at least two different things, number one and number two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how did you get it to stop? Uh, At that point, I unplugged. The sump pump. The sump pump, which is what I should have done in the first place. Was it just right? Was it right beside you, or did you have to like let it go for a little bit? And... No, it was right next to me. Okay. It was right there. I should have just unplugged it right away. If I would have known that it was the sump pump that was yeah. causing this, I'm so I don't understand where the relief valve, how that's connected to the sump pump. It, I don't know. Or like I don't understand. Technically, it's, it's like a hose that's connected to the sump pump. This relief valve is connected directly to the sump pump. No, it's like the relief valve. Is is for is there's a relief valve where a lot of different things are draining into kind of or like they they go past it they don't go up out of it it's not it doesn't pour out but they go past it and then there's a fork past the relief valve and the sump pump pumps in past this fork as well mm-hmm. okay and so because our sewer was plugged. When the sump pump would run, it couldn't get into the sewer, so it backed up towards this air relief valve. Okay. And so the sewer is plugged, you're saying? Well, that's what we found out then. Okay. It turns out that there's a tree root was the root of the problem between our septic tank and our house. Yoder Stipsman came over, and they were able to fix it in a matter of hours. So we got that taken care of. Thankfully, but but when we left, honestly, we just weren't we didn't let it shake us up. We just unplugged it. And I was just kind of I don't feel like dealing with this and we have to go soon. So we just left it as is. I did check the weather to see if it was going to rain, because if it rains, that sump pump is that the pit is going to fill up with water. I didn't want like total flooding, but we checked the weather. It wasn't going to rain for a couple of days, so we didn't worry about it. We just left it as is. Very good. But as far as the, like the trip out, that went great. Uh, we got to make some new acquaintances. Cool. And yeah, it was it was we had a really good time out there. Um, what like, were there any surprises about your time? Yeah, the the church out there at Cross Point Mennonite is is where I spoke at. They have a very they they are very passionate about church planting. So much so they're they're about eight years old, 
and they've already planted one church. Wow. And they have a goal of planting a church every four years. Wow. Yeah. So how far are they planting from where they are at? I, the one church that they've planted now, I think is, I, I honestly don't know where it is in relation, probably 25, 30 miles away. Okay. I think. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but that's kind of what I have in my mind. So, yeah. It's it's good. They also, Legacy Christian, is it Legacy Christian School? Legacy Community School? I think it's Legacy Christian. It's a really, really nice school. They have a really, really nice facility. Um, and I actually spoke at the school. Right now, Crosspoint is is doing some construction on their church. It's having some mold issues. So the normal facility that they use to meet at, they can't meet at right now. So they're meeting at the, the school chapel instead on Sundays. Okay. Well, guess what? If you type in... I was going to ask uh, how do if people want to listen to your talk, how are they going to listen to it? But if you if you Google Crosspoint Mennonite Church Ohio, mm-hmm. um, their YouTube channel comes up and there's a session there. It says Leighton Yoder, Woke Christianity am. Session One and Session Two. There you go. Yeah. Do you want to give a little tease about the talk you gave? Yeah, sure. Um, I just said that it was about CRT, but I didn't say more than that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it is about CRT, and and I'm sure that I'll, there's probably a lot of people that don't know what that is and why it's relevant to them. But if you if you delve in at all, it's a lot more relevant to you than what it sounds, and it will help you understand if you understand critical theory, critical race theory. Um, y- if you understand that, it will help you understand then the things that you're seeing a lot on Facebook and television and Instagram, social media. Um, it will it will make our society. It'll help you understand our understand our society a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of explains the worldview that our society is coming from, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I talk about that, kind of why why our society um, has the stances it does on certain things like abortion or, oh man, uh, why it's such a strong advocate for the LGBTQ community and and yeah that and then in that's what I talk about in the first session. In the second session, I then talk about the the part of Christianity or the, the, the group of people that call themselves Christians uh, that have bought in to critical theory and have tried to make the Bible fit into critical theory. And I talk about who those people are. It's, the progress, it's progressive Christianity. And if you understand critical theory... It will help I, you. I guarantee you, critical theory. I don't think people understand what that is. I know, it's a worldview. It's a way of thinking uh, that is in competition. It, it is not compatible with a Christian worldview. Uh, but I'll exp- I explain it in 
in the messages. Yeah, so, so listen to it. And I agree with you. Like, it is relevant. It might not sound like those words might sound foreign to you. And kind but, of boring. And kind of boring, maybe. But if you, um, yeah, if you don't understand how everything is racist or how everything is sexist or how everything is anti, yeah, it explains why. A classic example of this is why um, Black Lives Matter uh, is is definitely bought into this, into critical theory. Um, it explains why, if you understand critical theory, then you'll understand why uh, you'll see a lot of protesting about Black Lives Matter uh, just whenever there's a killing, you know, when, when a black person is killed um, by police or by, by a shooter, a random shooter or something like that. Um, but you you never see um, someone shouting Black Lives Matter outside of a Planned Parenthood. And abortions are by far the biggest killer of black lives. Mm-hmm. And yet you never see Black Lives Matter being shouted mm-hmm. at a Planned Parenthood. Why is that? Well, if you understand critical theory, you'll understand why. All right. Very good. So check that out. Crosspoint Mennonite Church, Ohio. Uh, they have a YouTube channel. You'll find it that way if you want to watch it. And it probably would be good to watch it because I know you have slides that go with the talk. Yeah. So, All right. Anything else, Layton? <sighs> I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, it, it does feel like, Layton, you did most of... Of the, the con- heavy lifting of the, of the heavy lifting today. So maybe Well, I've been gone for like three days. Or three days, three episodes. Yeah, you have been. <clears throat> so I guess it's your turn. But I was gonna offer maybe I can do um what is the point? Ooh, that sounds good. Ruben, what's the point? The point is you can be as cool as a biker <laughs> even if you're on a bicycle. <laughs> That's point number one. Point number two is don't let situations, don't get stressed out. You know, if your basement's filling up with water, if, things, if geysers are spraying everywhere, mm-hmm. don't get stressed out. And point number three, check out Layton's messages on um, woke Christianity. Yep. And I guess our word of the week is... Biker wave. <laughs> <laughs>